Are you afraid your writing just isn't good enough or that it can't stand proudly next to the great authors that you've always read growing up? Are you worried that you simply won't measure up? Do you have doubts that creep in or crop up when you're trying to sleep or maybe thinking about your story during the day or even kind of creeps in after you've written a chapter or when you're getting ready to write one and you're just not quite sure that you're a talented enough writer to pull this kind of thing off, right? Well, we've all got those kinds of doubts and I'm about to give you a hard truth that might be a little controversial, but that's okay because it also might be the most important thing that you hear about writing this year, okay? Here's the hard truth. You're really not a talented writer. (laughs) And no, I'm not going for, that's just because you're just starting out and you're not where you want to be yet and you need to keep going. Okay, that's not exactly what I'm saying. What I'm actually saying is that there is no such thing as a talented writer. I'm sure by this point you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about. (laughs) There's no such thing as a talented writer, but you can become one. And yes, that is a little bit of a contradiction, but stay tuned because I'm going to explain. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. Okay, so what do I mean when I say there's no such thing as a talented writer? I understand why people think that, okay? It it has to do with the definition of talent, but I also think that we are not so much using the word incorrectly as not really thinking about what we're actually saying. And the reason that I wanted to talk to you about this today, it's something that I've been thinking about, and I think it creates this really big uh, misbelief on our part that really holds us back as writers, okay? so. Don't get me wrong, even I have said this before. Um, for example, I am not a good visual artist, okay? I can barely draw stick figures. Why? Because I've never really cared to learn. Um, I do other kinds of art. Obviously, I do writing, I play the piano, but I have just never really been into visual art all that much. And sure, I would love to be a great artist. I would love to be the kind of person that sits down and can doodle and create these masterpieces, but I've always had other things I wanted to do instead, so I've never really learned to do that, okay? But I might look at a great artist like Thomas Kincaid and say, wow, there is a talented painter. And I don't think anyone would disagree with me on that unless you can equal Thomas Kincaid in your painting skills, right? Or even someone who maybe isn't a famous artist, but just can sit down and sketch something and it looks really good. You know, you're going, wow, you are a talented sketch artist. But here's why this is wrong, okay? So again, I understand why people say that, I've said it too, but what is the definition of talented? Have you ever thought about that? What talented actually means is a natural aptitude or skill. 
So what we're saying when we say somebody is a talented whatever is that they came out of the womb being able to do that, okay? They were just naturally born with that. And that's where I have a problem because guys, unless you are a child prodigy who could do amazing things at age three, that is not true of anybody. So do we really think that Thomas Kincaid came out of the womb able to paint his masterpieces? No. Do we really think that Stephen King was born and could automatically create the perfect horrifying story arc? Of course not. We have this incorrect belief about what actually creates talent and it's holding us back as authors. Now, maybe some people have something of a natural aptitude towards something and even that I'm gonna push back on, I'll come back to this, but I even think that doesn't stem from what we think it does. But at the same time, we, we tend to think that if we are meant to do something or if we, um, you know, if we were really talented at something, that it would happen right away. And guys, that just isn't the case. So let, let me give you another example. There's actually a documentary on Netflix called The Last Dance, and it's about Michael Jordan. Now, no, I'm not sitting here touting Michael Jordan in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I have a predisposition to not like him because I'm from Utah. <laughs> and back when I was in junior high, the Bulls and the Jazz went head-to-head -head in the playoffs twice, and guess what? My team lost both times. <laughs> so if anything, I am kind of predisposed to not like Michael Jordan because he kicked Utah's butt a couple of times. But that's not the point. Um, I ended up watching this documentary, which is about his life, and yes, about his career, and it was kind of a throwback for me because they had a lot of the players that um, were on the court back when I was paying attention when they went when Utah went to the playoffs, and that was kind of fun. But the reason that I really liked the documentary, I thought it was really inspiring because it actually shows that Michael Jordan was not born Michael Jordan, okay? In fact, they talk about how when he was in high school, he was cut from the basketball team because he sucked, okay? No lie, that's not an exaggeration. It actually happened. And so he was not born with this perfect skill as a ball player, right? Obviously. So he's in the car. I don't remember which one of his parents picked him up, but one of them after he got cut. And he was, you know, poor little Michael was sitting in the passenger seat and he was crying because he'd been cut from the team. And for him, he just loved basketball. He just wanted to play. And he probably made the same assumption that a lot of us make, which is, I love this, I'm gonna do this, so I should be naturally good at it. Well, he wasn't. So what his parents said to him was, okay, if you're this upset about it and you really want this, then you have one year before the next basketball tryouts happen. You need to make yourself into the best basketball player that ever tried to play the game so that your coach, high school coach, has absolutely no reason to cut you. And that's what he did. He took it to heart and the next year he made the team. But he took that lesson with him throughout his life and into his professional career, okay? And it talked about how a lot of players, even the ones that are really good and continue to perform for years and years, they still a lot of times have this mentality of, okay, I'm in the NBA now, I made it. And so they don't necessarily have to try as hard after that. Of course, they still have to keep up their physique and, and make sure that they're performing on the court. But a lot of them spend a lot of their time, especially when they're traveling on the road, partying with women and booze and substances and that sort of thing, right? And it's just because they have the money and they have the time and they are worshipped now that they are these famous players, right? Well, Michael Jordan didn't do that. 
Okay, part of it was his upbringing in a good Christian home, and he just didn't really believe in those kinds of activities, but he also knew that they would affect his performance. Even if he was still a really good player, doing that would still affect his performance. So while everybody else was partying and drinking, he was in the court practicing his free throws. So my point is, Michael Jordan was not Michael Jordan because he was a talented basketball player. Guys, I'm trying to tell you, it's not a thing. Nobody is born talented. And the reason I say that is because talented means being natural or born with something. And that does not exist. Even for Michael Jordan, he was Michael Jordan because he worked harder than any other player in the world. He was considered the best basketball player in the world in his time. And it was because he never stopped honing his craft. He never did anything that would keep him from being the best, okay? And he practiced every single day. Just because he had made it, just because he was a millionaire, just because he was Michael Jordan, he never stopped practicing and keeping himself in peak condition in terms of his craft and his skill and his physique, okay? So that is why I say there is no such thing as talent. I honestly don't think there is. Now, I said I would come back to natural aptitudes towards things. And again, this is something that <laughs> I've said this to people before, especially people in my family, and I can tell they disagree with me, and that's fine. It's one of those things where they kind of do a, huh, and that's a code for I disagree with you, but I don't want to start a fight at the family dinner. <laughs> and that's fine. No one has to agree with me. But I have observed this. When you have, you know, a quote unquote natural aptitude towards something, I honestly believe that it's not because you have a natural skill for it. I believe it's because you have a natural desire for it. Okay. When you like something, when you are drawn towards something, you pay attention to it. You think about it. You, you know, watch and observe things about it. So that could be reading a book about it. It could be watching YouTube videos about it. It could be, um, you know, if you're talking about a sport, you're watching other players and sort of, even if you don't realize you're doing it, you're analyzing what they do because it's something you're interested in. It's something you want to be able to talk about with authority, right? In terms of writing, we read a lot of books. We analyze characters. We analyze story arcs. Um, we think about stories and think, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to create stories like that. And I believe that when you have such a strong desire for something, the skill for it in some way sort of starts to encode itself in your DNA, okay? We are what we think about. So if we think all the time, I want to be a great writer, and we read stories to analyze them and think, I want to be able to write like that, we're going to have what people call a natural aptitude for writing. Doesn't mean we're super skilled, doesn't mean the first book we write is going to be the next great masterpiece of a novel. You know, we still have to put in the work. We still have to practice at it, just as Michael Jordan did, but, we take to it more easily and we probably can do it more easily than someone who never once ever thought about writing something, right? So let me give you one more example. I have a brother who is actually a very skilled artist, okay? He doesn't do it professionally, but even as a child, he would draw something and he would be like six years old, eight years old, and he would figure out light and darkness when he was drawing, when he was sketching. He could do shading to show dimension. And this is when he was a little kid. So, you know, again, this is why people in my family disagree with me. They'll say, no way, he does not have a natural talent for that. He was so young when he could do that. Now, I'm not disagreeing that he was young and it was amazing what he could do, but I also believe that he liked to draw. He would get those little um, draw with me kind of books from his grade school library and he would 
either trace them or go through the entire book and try to draw every single one of them. He would watch things on TV and on YouTube, you know, kind of Bob Ross kind of things. I don't know if he actually watched Bob Ross, but um, it's probably before his time. But there's plenty of things on YouTube and on the internet that you can find that teach you how to draw. He did that. And so I was going, well, okay, I, I understand why people say that, but he wants to be able to draw and he, he pays attention and he takes steps toward teaching himself, even if it's just in his own mind and his own thoughts, how to draw. So then when he actually puts pencil to paper, it comes out way better than any other six-year-old, maybe not any other, but most other six-year-olds could possibly do. So that's what I'm saying. Even having a, you know, quote unquote, natural aptitude towards something it doesn't just come out of thin air. It comes from a desire. It comes from paying attention. It comes from our thoughts creating our talent, okay? So once again, I'm going to argue that there is no such thing as talent. If you want to become a skilled writer, you have to first have the desire, second, pay attention, and third, do the work. And understand doing the work never ends. It is a lifetime of doing the work. But if it's something you love, that's not a problem. You wanna do the work because you love it so much. Okay, and understand, I'm not at all trying to be negative or crap on people who are trying to lift others up by saying they're talented. You absolutely should lift people up. When somebody shows um, you know, great skill at something, you should absolutely tell them that and that it's amazing. But I just want you to think about this the right way. Because as I said before, it creates this misguided belief that we ought to automatically be good at this, okay? There are people who have this natural born skill. Or you know, people might look at me and say, oh, you're such a good writer, you, you're just a natural at it. No, I'm not. I never was. I loved it, and I was a bookworm growing up, and I always wanted to write. But the first few stories I wrote, the first few books I wrote, were unskilled crap, just like everyone's are, okay? If I have any skill now, it's because I have put in the work. I have put in thousands upon thousands of hours of work and so many words written. In fact, um, one of my writer friends, Michaela, a, a week or two ago told us that she had been looking at, um, I don't remember if it was Grammarly maybe, that told her how many words she had run through it in a year. And it was over a million words, okay? I'm gonna submit <laughs> that if you're not writing a million words a year, your skill is not improving at the rate you probably want it to, okay? I know that sounds like a lot, but if you write every day and you just keep plowing through, putting your head down and doing the work, you'll be amazed at how many words you can write in a year, okay? I have no idea how many I write, but I'm sure it's a million or more. And if I've been doing this 10 years, think about that. You cannot possibly not improve if you've written 10 million words, okay? It's just not possible. But you have to show up and do the work. If you show up every so often when the muse takes you and write a chapter and then you don't write anything for six months and then you go, oh, I should get back to that, okay. Again, that's not a bad thing. I mean, lots of people do that and it's just part of their writing journey. But when we're talking about skill, when we're talking about the type of skill that people tend to label talent, you have to show up every day and do the work or it's not going to materialize for you. Okay, you have to understand that. So the next question then is how do we become the Michael Jordan of writing, right? <laughs> well, I've pretty much already told you, you have to show up and do the work. You have to be dedicated. You have to write. You have to, you know, if I was going to give you three steps for how to become the Michael Jordan of writing, they are number one, write, number two, write, number three, write. Write all the time, okay? You have to practice the same as he did. Don't make up this excuse about how I'm not talented enough. Like I said at the beginning, you're right, you're not, maybe not yet, but you can make yourself 
skilled enough to be the kind of person that people look at and say, he or she is very talented, okay? You were not born that way. So it's not actually true. You don't actually have a natural born skill to be a great novelist. There's no such thing as that, guys. Let us let me give you another story here. Uh, I was telling my writers group this, and this happened several weeks ago, maybe even a couple of months ago. I met a, a, a guy through my work, and he was excited to talk to me because he heard that I was a writer. And he's a writer too. He's written a book, and he came up and, and was telling me about it. And he actually doesn't write fiction. He writes nonfiction. But I, I was like, oh, that's great, you know? And, and he was telling me about his book, and then he kind of turned it on me and said, well, what do you write? And I said, oh, I write fiction. I write, you know, several different genres. And he just kind of went quiet and got this really solemn look on his face like, oh. <laughs> and he's like, fiction's hard. <laughs> and I just kind of laughed and I was like, yeah, it is, but I love it. You know, guys, fiction writing's hard. It is. And other writers who don't write fiction have a lot of respect for you because when you write nonfiction, very often it's, um, I don't want to say stream of consciousness, but it's just your own thoughts. It's very straightforward. It's uh, very logical in its layout. It's very chronological a lot of the time. And you only have basically one narrative to work with, which is your own voice because you're the one writing the book, right? Writing fiction is so much harder than that, okay? We have multiple characters, multiple character voices. We have so many steps, so many moving pieces that we have to keep, not only keep track of, but become skilled at incorporating into the story. You know, once we've mastered how to create a great character arc, are we done? No, we also have to master um, theme and world building and relationships and uh, genre and tropes and and you know the actual writing uh, getting rid of passive voice um, editing not to mention the production of the book I mean how are we going to deal with the cover and the formatting and maybe getting a different I mean guys this is there's so much involved it can become overwhelming and I know I'm preaching to the choir and I don't I know I don't have to tell you that but you there's no such thing as being born good at something that is this complicated, okay? <laughs> it is something that you have to practice, you have to hone your skills. And in a way, you know, we all kind of laugh about how we must be masochists to take this kind of project on all the time, knowing how hard it's gonna be. And, um, you know, how much of a headache we're gonna have trying to get this done and a time crunch. And it's so not rewarding on the front end when we're not making any money at it yet, you know, and on and on and on. But we do it because we love it and because we feel called to do it. And again, because we love it and because we feel called to do it, we think that we should be a natural at it, but that's just not reality, okay? So I'm, I'm running a little long here, but the point is, I want you to keep that in mind. No one is talented at anything unless they are a child prodigy at age 18 months or something. And you know, that's, that's like a percentage of a percentage of a percentage of the population. Okay, that's not any of us. So, if you want to become a great writer, if you want to become your favorite writer and the person that you idolized growing up and read their books, you have to show up and do the work. You have to create your own talent, which is, again, because talent means naturally born, that's not even correct, okay? You don't create talent, you create skill. But you create the kind of skill that people will look at you and be in absolute awe and say, wow, there's a talented writer, okay? So that is your goal, to create that. And how do you do it? You do it by writing, okay? Write all the time. Write when it's not convenient. Write when everyone else is doing something that seems you know, outwardly more fun. And I'm not telling you not to have fun, and I'm not telling you not to put aside family time. Do that, but write whenever you can. Write all the time. Write even when you don't want to write. 
which by the way is the secret to honing any skill doing it when you don't feel like doing it but do that with writing okay write characters that are good and characters that are evil write characters that triumph and characters that end in tragedy write contemporary worlds and historical worlds and fantastical worlds write comedic stories and tragic stories and inspirational stories write mysteries write romances write thrillers write space operas write literary fiction just because you can okay <laughs> write characters that are adults and characters that are young adults and characters that are children and characters that are grandparents write everything hone your skills and become the talented writer you want to become not because you're naturally good at it not because you were born that way but because you choose to become that way by putting in the time and creating your own skill as writers we have more freedom than we ever have before in the history of the world to create our own destiny to create our own stories and to get them out to the masses okay so that is my my message to you today stop relying on talent stop thinking you ought to be more talented stop beating yourself up for not being further along in your journey if you want to get wherever you're you know that place you have in mind where you want to be as a, an author you have to put your head down and do the work and create it yourself because you can okay all right, so I will stop there because as I said, I'm running long, but if you want help with this, if you want help with creating these worlds, if you want help with your character arcs, if you want um, you know, help building your worlds, if you're struggling with your ending, if you're struggling with uh, filling in the gaps in your story between big events or you don't know where to start your story, anything like that, uh, go to the link in the show notes. It's uh, bit.ly forward slash story theme and book a session with me. I will help you hash out your story. I will help you get it to the point where um, you are satisfied that it is the story you are trying to tell, that it's your unique story and we will finally get it finished for you and help you do the work and help you get to where you want to be and get that story finally out to the masses, okay? So everyone have a wonderful week of writing. Put your head down, get that writing done, and I will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.